listening to Pet Candy. Hey, pet parents. Welcome to Bees and Queens. I'm your host, Caitlin Palmer. On my show, we talk to fellow pet lovers and discuss the quirky and wonderful world of pet care. This show is brought to you by Petsy. Get instant access to veterinary professionals when you need them. Download Petsy today. Now, listeners, please forgive me if I gush a little bit during this introduction because I am a fan of Dr. Matt McGlasson. He is a compassionate, customer-focused leader in the animal health industry with over 17 years' experience in leading multiple hospitals through creative clinic management, professional development, and quality improvement. He currently serves as a CMO of Noah's Ark Animal Clinics, great name, by the way, a four-hospital network of 25 doctors in Kentucky and Ohio. Did I mention he's kind of a viral sensation? He has redefined methods of content development and education within the industry by operating engaging veterinary-themed social media accounts and amassing over 400,000 followers with well over 60 million video views. Matt's also a certified fear-free practitioner and a member of the AVMA and VHMA. Dr. Matt, thank you so much for joining me today. I know you're busy. I know you're kind of a big deal. So I really appreciate you being here. Well, thank you. I'm really excited to be here. Oh my gosh. Dr. Matt's excited to be on my show, you guys. Oh my God. So, <laughs> so tell me, where did you go to vet school? So I went to Auburn University for vet school. I was uh, raised in Kentucky and we don't have a vet school in Kentucky, surprisingly. So they take like 30 Kentucky residents every year if you can get in and you pay in-state tuition. So Okay, so they don't, because normally out of state, it's like twice as much. Super, super expensive. Yeah, exactly. So if you can, if you're a Kentucky resident and you can get in Auburn, that's where everybody tries to go. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Absolutely. So tell me about the biscuit making industry and the injustice that our cats face today, because this is the real issue. It is. It's really sad. The funny thing about those videos, and we, I don't know why we started doing that. We have this, we have this special needs cat that that just makes biscuits like 24 seven. So it's, it never gets old for my family. Every time she's doing it, everybody's like, come, come, Ruth's doing it, Ruth's doing it. We all run in and like, look at her. But um, so I started posting these videos cause she looks really sad when she's doing it. And the song popped into my head, like the, the Sarah McLaughlin, you know, the Humane Society, all the abused pets and all that, that popped into my head. So, so we started this ridiculous storyline about the biscuit industry and she was overworked and all that. And I mean, I don't, I don't know how many biscuit videos I've done at this point. I'm probably embarrassed to check, but so then she left the biscuit industry or she left Jimmy Dean and she started her own, you know, business. And now she's a billionaire. I have to tell you, my friend and I would send your videos back and forth. And that was before I knew I was going to get to interview you. And we would be like, oh, look, oh, the poor baby making her make those biscuits. This is so much bullshit, poor baby. And then I saw your name and I was like, why do I know that name? I know that name. I know that name. And I was like, oh, oh my God, that's RuPaul's dad. The cat's name is RuPaul for anybody wondering. And he does these videos of her making biscuits and she she sucks on the blanket too when she's making her biscuit. She's very involved. Yeah, she's really into it. She's she's good at what she does. It's kind of been a neat story for my family. Like my um, youngest daughter had been begging for a kitten like forever. And I kept saying, no, 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 we don't need any more animals. And um, it was right before her birthday. And it was like during the pandemic. And this family came in 
um, that didn't have a lot of money. And this stray cat had showed up at their house and had kittens. And one was RuPaul. So she was born with like these twisted up deformed legs. So if she had ended up at a lot of places, you know, she probably would have just been euthanized at that point. So I don't know something about it. I was feeling really like sentimental at that moment. And I was like, Oh, I'll, I'll take her. Yeah. <laughs> like not knowing anything about like what her prognosis was and all that. I was like, yeah, I'll take her. So, Oh my gosh. So there's a really cool video on my TikTok That's like when I gave her to my daughter for her birthday, it was this huge event. Yeah. So, so yeah, she's been a real blessing to my family. Honestly, she kind of helped my kids, I think, get through the, all the, you know, all their events being canceled and not being around their friends and all the hard stuff that happened during COVID. She was kind of like the, I think I credit her with kind of getting us through it and, and staying happy and positive. So it's pretty yes. cool. Yes, She paid you back for saving her. She's a good girl. RuPaul is, is a big deal. We'll be right back with more Pet Candy. Hey, pet parents. This is your favorite lifestyle guru, Renee Michelle, and I'm excited to tell you about my new show on Pet Candy. Join me and make some cute pet stuff. Talk about life and love and everything in between. Check out the Renee Michelle show on mypetcandy.com and let's have some fun. So have you always been a cat person or is that more you kind of play it up or I mean, everybody loves cats because cats, you know, it's funny because like on on Instagram and everything, like everyone calls me like the cat guy now. But um, I really like I've always liked cats, but I was more of a dog person probably up until we got RuPaul. And then I don't know, we started like you start, you know, look at watching all the kitten videos and connecting with all the cat people. And you realize that cats are pretty awesome. So. Now my, my family is completely obsessed with cats. So we've done a lot of fostering of, you know, kittens this last couple of years and we adopted another one. So yeah, so now, now we're cat people for sure. We have, we like dogs too, but cats are kind of big deal right now. Yeah. They're so hot right now. Cats, cats, so hot right now. <laughs> what happened to RuPaul's legs? Like, do you, do you know, was it just a congenital thing? What, what's like, what's going on? Like what, what's the story with her legs? It, it's a congenital issue. They call it like twisted leg syndrome in kittens, but basically she was born, she's missing bones in her rear legs. So it's always a no bones day. Yeah, exactly. It's a no bones day for her every day. So we've talked to specialists and reviewed the x-rays and all that. And we probably thought that eventually we might have to amputate her leg, her back legs, you know, if they were slowing her down, but right now she just runs around fine. So, so she's doing good. Yeah, you wouldn't know. It doesn't affect like her her back end or her bowels or anything like that. It's literally just the legs. Got all these ramps all around the house and all this stuff in preparation. And like she refuses to use them. She just like climbs the steps by herself. She gets on the bed. She jumps up and down off the windowsill. It's crazy. So she's a strong, independent woman. She don't need no man. <laughs> My daughters say she's a boss bitch. Yes, she is a boss bitch. And the S's are dollar signs. Our palm. He, he likes to injure himself. It's just his favorite thing. So he likes to crawl up on top, you know, either the back of the chair, back of the couch, whatever, and then jump down. Oh, no. And, you know, he's, he's hurt his little neck doing that. So we got him some really nice steps. And it was like, look at me being a proactive pet parent. Little shit jumps over the steps both ways. And it's like, well, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah, it was a fail for us, too. 
Well, we try. You know, the intention was there. So hair ties. I know you did the video with with hair ties and a lot of pet parents. Cats like to chew on stuff and even swallow things. And you're like, why did you do that? My cats love to chew on plastic. But hair ties. What What is it about hair ties? I don't know anyone with cats that the cats aren't obsessed with hair ties. I didn't realize that cats were that obsessed with hair ties until like the last year. And the one video that I've posted that's gone viral, that cat had like 30 something hair ties, I think, when we opened her up. And the owner didn't even know they were missing because it had been probably over the period of a year. The cat was just slowly just ingesting hair ties and they were just building up in her stomach. But there's something about that texture. And I have two daughters. So like there's hair ties everywhere in our house. So it's a constant battle. I think they're just everywhere, you know, something about just dropping them on the floor. It's a fun toy for cats. And they're like, hey, I'll just follow this. And they're just the right size. Yeah. And texture. They just get stuck in the stomach. And the Trixie, our other cat, both of our cats were named after drag queens, thanks to my daughters. So Trixie Mattel, she uh, when we we rescued her, she had a hair tie in her stomach as well. So, wow. Was it giving her issues or did you just find it in the litter box one day? She wasn't eating and we could see it on x-ray. So we took her to surgery. One of my cats, my my little girl, she was my first ever bottle baby. And she was this nasty, like disgusting, like fetal looking kitten. And one eye was like huge and buggy and the other one was like closed. And she was so just wretched, like this poor baby, you know, and she's black and white and she stank. So I named her Flower after the skunk from Bambi. And I remember taking her to my, my DVM and being like, do you think she's going to make it? <laughs> and the doctor was like, uh, she might because <laughs> she didn't want to tell me, no, that's going to die. But uh, yeah, but she ended up, she's 12 now. She had a diaper bag. Like I took her everywhere. She had a diaper bag. I had to give her fluids. It was ridiculous. You're probably like, I don't care, but whatever. <laughs> well, good for you. No, that's awesome. Those little kittens are so frail at that age. When somebody like actually has success and pulls them through, I yeah, kudos to you because I know how hard that is. It's a lot of work. And I've lost so many foster kittens over the year. I'm like, how did this one live? Like this one was worse off than they were. What the heck? But the point of my story was she, one time she got sick, like you were saying, one eaten just was just doing very bad. Couldn't figure out why, what was going on. She had swallowed approximately four feet of ribbon, like Christmas ornament ribbon, and didn't show on x-ray. So she was in the hospital on fluids. You know, it was to the point where we're like, what are we, what are we going to do? Like, she's not getting better. And <laughs> my friend came into work. I was real good friends with one of the vet techs. And she came in and she said, there's something hanging out of her butt. So she's like, what do I do? So she pulled and it was just ribbon and just kept coming, kept coming, kept coming, kept coming. And then she was fine and went home. Oh, that's good. Yeah, those linear foreign bodies are dangerous. Yeah, that's great. She pooped it out. <laughs> and I'm trying to figure out, like, why did she keep, like, go? Was she just like, well, I'm here now. I guess I'm going to eat this. I'm invested now. I just got to finish this. <laughs> Like, let it go, flower, let it go. It's like the dogs that eat, like, I've had dogs that have eaten, like, 10 socks. And it's like, how awful is it to swallow a sock? It sounds miserable. <laughs> that would be gritty and just bad. That's just all bad. So going back to the biscuits and the insecurities facing our cats these days. Like, if you go to a biscuit factory owned by cats, of course, there's going to be fur in it. Duh. Why do people complain about that? I don't know, but, um, you know, the, fun the funny thing, like you realize when you start posting a lot on social media, you realize that it's kind of concerning the things that people will believe. And you see like how 
like all these crazy conspiracy theories go viral and all that, because like, I'll post a video about that. And then like people actually get mad and think that people are complaining about her biscuits. Like I'm really shipping biscuits around, but I always tell people like, if you want her biscuits, that's great. But I don't make any, um, you know, reservations about telling people there's zero quality control, like none. I was gonna say she, uh, she shits in a box and she covers it up. Right. She doesn't wash her hands. She doesn't wear gloves. There's probably hair in there, cat slobber. So, I mean, there's no refunds. So if you don't like it, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, we don't even know like what the biscuits are even made of. It looks like it's mostly blanket biscuits. (laughs) I think it's so funny how people in general, but especially on the internet, will rally together for an animal. Like if you say someone's cat's ugly, like that's worse than doing a crime out here in the real world. Because how could you, like you give that baby, you apologize to that baby and you give that baby like 10 treats. Like how could you ever talk bad about a cat? Come on. I mean, right? I had to ground um, a kitty from treats for about 20 minutes one time. And I was like, this is just the worst ever. This is the worst grounding I've ever done. Like, I'm an asshole, but whatever. feel guilty. I know. 20 minutes without treats hurt me more than I hurt her. But what's she going to (laughs) do? So you are also a certified veterinary practice manager. In addition to being the the DVM, which is a doctor of veterinary medicine. Why did you go back and, and do CVM also? RCVPM. Yeah, it's a lot of letters, I know. You know, I've always been kind of more interested in how the practice runs and it's it's so much more about like the people and the dynamics of the people working in the practice and the practice culture and things like that is what I've been really kind of passionate about the last, you know, 5 or 6 years I'd say. So, um the medicine, the medicine and the surgery part, that's I mean there's always something new there that's super interesting always, but the more you start um, really, you know, getting invested in, in these practices, you start to realize, you know, all the all the problems that that are seeing we're seeing in veterinary medicine right now. You know, we have like the not one more vet movement and all those types of things where there's some pretty serious, you know, mental health issues. There's so many people leaving the profession. So that stuff's more interesting to me now, because if we uh, you know, I just feel like if we don't have enough good people working in the industry, then we're already seeing that shortage of, of care right now. Those gaps where people can't get their, literally can't get their dog into the vet for an emergency, you know, because they're turning people away. There's just not enough people. Yeah. I mean, even in like, we're, I'm in greater Cincinnati and a couple of the emergency clinics around have stopped seeing emergencies at night just because they don't have enough staff to do it. So the few that are still doing it, you know, when you call there, it's like, oh, it's, we're on an eight hour wait. We're on a 12 hour wait. So all these ridiculous, you know, scenarios. So, I mean, that's why I kind of got interested in that. I thought, you know, any, anything to give me more knowledge, uh, you know, about, about how the industry works, the business side of things. And what I've been really passionate about the last few years, especially, is just trying to spread some positivity. I, I feel like, especially in the veterinary circles, I think the general public doesn't see it as much, but there's there's so much negativity and, you know, the sky is falling and everything's terrible. I, I really feel like we need more voices spreading positivity. I, I think this is celebrating why we do what we do, I think is so important. And a lot of times we kind of lose track of the important work that our people are doing every single day, like literally saving lives every single day. So trying to spread some positivity, trying to celebrate the human animal bond, trying to help, you know, talk about the things that build a healthy culture and make, make people want to stay at a practice, stay in the industry. So that's what I'm all about these days. So in the middle of all my ridiculous like kitten biscuit videos and all that stuff, I try and share things, you know, related to the profession and how awesome, you know, my staff is and celebrate the wins that we're doing every day. So 
that was a long way to answer your question, but I liked it. I I I enjoyed it. That was great. We'll be right back with more pet candy. Let's face it, we all love our pets, and we want to do whatever it takes to keep them healthy and happy. When you have concerns, it's important to speak to someone right away who can help. That's why you should download Petsy, a free app that connects you immediately with credentialed veterinary professionals 24-7. Get peace of mind when it comes to your pet's health and download Petsy for free today in the App Store. You'll be glad you did. But it's it's true. And, you know, there's a friend once told me there's there's a person on the other end of a leash. So even though we're here for for the, you know, because we want to help the pet, there's an owner, too. And it's important to connect with them. And the best way to start that is by having a good team. Exactly. Yeah. The pets don't bring themselves into the clinic. You know, I always said it would be super nice if they did, like if the dogs and the cats came in with little credit cards or like a little you know, barcode on their collar and you could just scan them to get payment, but you have to, you know, let the owners know that, that you're on the same team. Your goal is the same as theirs to get the pet better. And it all starts with communication for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think your videos, I mean, and not only because I feel like there's this kind of disconnect between like, oh, you're the doctor, like you are this, the big, the big guy. It's like, no, you're, I mean, you are a big deal. You are a doctor, but you're a guy too. You know what I'm saying? So that makes it easier to communicate. And I think your videos do that. Yeah, thank you. One of the nicest um, compliments somebody in the industry gave me a few months ago is they said that they thought my videos helped to like humanize the veterinary industry because there's like this disconnect. So I was like, well, that's really, I never thought about it that way, but I was like, that's really nice. I mean, because, you know, especially during curbside, people are sending their animals into the clinic. They don't even see what's going on. And you know, just sharing that, like, hey, we're taking good care of your animals in here. We're having fun with them. You know, we, when it comes down to it, we're all in this industry because we love your pets. And, you know, so I'm not above like making silly videos with puppies and kittens and just, you know, having some fun. Absolutely. And I really like those videos because, you know, there's that stigma of the back, you know, quote unquote, the back. We're going to take your pet to the back. And it's like, that sounds like a scary, bad place. And I love the videos where they do, this is what really happens to your pets in the back. And then it's somebody kissing on the kitten or holding the puppy or dancing with them or because vets, vets, receptionists, desk wenches, technicians, we're people. And yes, we have all threatened to steal someone's puppy or kitten at least once. Like, let's be real. Do a lot of your clients know you're a big deal? Yeah, a lot of them follow me now and people will come in and say, oh, wait, are you that TikTok vet and all that stuff? So yeah, it's when I, I feel like when I first got on TikTok, it was like all like teenagers and me. But now there's like, I feel like everyone in the world is on TikTok. So all my kids, friends at school thought it was really cool at first. But now, yeah, clients coming in, a lot of them know who I am now, which is pretty funny. So do you get a lot, I'm sure you get a lot of people request specifically, because it's 25 doctors. That's a lot of doctors. I don't think I even know 25 doctors. I can't imagine what your appointment schedule must look like. I'm getting anxiety thinking about it. I get a lot of people who request to see me, probably not as much from social media as just like I've been, at, you know, with these practices for like almost 15 years. So I built a lot of relationships, you know, over the years, so. And that's really fun. You know, it's pretty cool when you, you know, I'm at the point now in my career where I, you know, I literally can remember like 
where I've seen these pets all the way through. So I remember when they brought this, this pet in as a puppy or a kitten, and then, you know, you're even there with them on their last days when they're having to make those hard calls, you know, as far as letting their pet go. So, I mean, you realize how much impact, you know, this industry has on people's lives. It's, it's kind of crazy to think about, but yeah, I've, I'm at that point in my career now where I'm seeing all the way through with people. So it's neat. Yeah. 17 years you've been a vet. Yeah. It's crazy. That's awesome. I've been a, a receptionist desk wench started in the kennels for over 10. So, you know. Have you been like at the same practice that whole time? I was at one practice for about eight years. And now I'm at this other one for the last gotcha. few. So, yeah. but it's we're, we're in the same town. So okay. it's interesting because sometimes I'll see clients because you know people bounce around from clinic to clinic you know so, some people do some don't but for whatever reason you may go get a second opinion and if they come to this clinic and they see me and i'll see their pet i'll be like oh my gosh i remember you from when you were a puppy like look at you and that's fun and that means a lot to the people too that like oh my gosh you do remember my pet yeah it does those little connections make mean a lot to people for sure Definitely. Definitely. So how do you handle it when, you know, because inevitably people are going to have a bad day, clients, employees, fellow doctors, we're all people. Sometimes we're not our best selves. How do you handle it when people are are mean to you or mean to your staff? I try and give people a lot of grace, especially these days. The message I, I give my staff a lot of times is like a lot of these scenarios seem routine to us. Like, it's just another puppy with parvo. It's, it's another dog that got hit by a car. It's this, but like for that client who's coming in with their pet and they're super worried, that's the worst day of their year or the worst day of their life sometimes, you know? So I think people deserve a lot of grace there. You know, we don't tolerate any type of, I call it toxic behavior from our, from our clients or our staff. So like anything that's like threatening or abusive in any way or anything like that, like that's not going to be a healthy relationship, obviously. So, you know, those people will kindly say, you probably should go somewhere else where you, you can get your needs met for sure. But most of the time, I think it comes down to communication. And um, I'm a huge believer in like when they talk about internal versus external locus of control, I'm a huge believer in if you can just solely focus on the things that you can actually have control over. It's really freeing for you. So like, I can't control what happened to that client or that client's grouch or they came in a bad mood, but I can control my response to them and I can hold myself to a higher standard and that type of thing. And that's the, that's the kind of message that I always try and get to my team. You know, they probably are sick of me talking about this, but it's like, we're the professionals in this situation. We have to hold ourselves to a higher standard. We need to give people grace. You know, people are really upset. People are sad. I mean, it's stressful if you have to wait eight hours to have your pet seen, right? And you're worried about your pet all day. So I think just approaching it with grace, only controlling what you can control. So that basically comes down to like your communication, you know, with them, your thoughts, your actions, and the rest, you just got to let go. I like that term, giving them grace, because that's exactly what it is. You know, and if you've been waiting and it's an emergency, but everyone else's pet is an emergency too. It's hard. People are having a hard time getting veterinary care right now and it's tough for people. They are. Even in our small town, we haven't stopped accepting new clients, but other vets in town have. So they're all coming to us, which is on one hand, it's, it's great. It's business. We get to help your pet be a part of your journey. But at the same time, it's like, ah. <laughs> it's, it's been really hard on the staff. I mean, especially, you know, people who are doing what you do, like, I think, I think you guys get the worst of it a lot of times, honestly, you're that face up front saying, sorry, we can't see your pet today, or sorry, 
we don't have anything available until next week or, you know, so, so that's, that's hard. So thank you for everything you do. Oh, thank you. I know it's hard. It can be. Most, most people are, well, and, and I think it's also just the geographics because, you know, we're in the South and knock on wood, most people are somewhat nice sometimes. <laughs> As far as people go, <laughs> but uh, you know, I've I've had to tell people, you know, we'll we'll work you in. I don't know how long your wait's going to be. You know, I I don't even commit to a time. I'm just like, I don't know how long it's going to be. But if you're okay with waiting, or if you want to drop the pet off, we'll do what we can. They appreciate that, I'm sure. They do, they do, especially when they're up up the road vet. They've been going to for years. Is they they're they're busy. They don't have the staff that we have, so it's kind of like. Ugh, but, you know, we do what we got to do. Take it in stride. Take it in stride. We'll be right back with more Pet Candy. Hi, this is Shay, and I want to tell you about my new show on Pet Candy, Cooking with Shay. I make vegan eating easy and fun. Check it out on Pet Candy TV. What, um, for any listeners interested in being a, a vet or in the vet industry, anything, what kind of advice do you have? First off, I would say starting young, um, I think it's super, super important to get some experience, actually immersing yourself in, you know, like if you want to be a small animal veterinarian, not just one, but maybe a couple of different practices, you know, see if you can volunteer, see if you can get a job, you know, an entry level job there, just so you can get a feel about what, you know, what it's like actually working. Because a lot of people, I think, have these ideas in their head of, you know, what it means to be a veterinarian or to be a, you know, a technician or, you know, any of the staff in a clinic. And and once they actually start doing it, they realize, oh, there's a lot more to this, you know, maybe it's not the best fit for me. So I think that's a blessing if you figure that out when you're like 19 or 20 versus when you've gone all the way through vet school and then you're like, oh my gosh, I hate my life. So the debt thing is, is huge for people right now too. I wish I had an answer for that. I don't, I mean, just from the time when I graduated from vet school, I thought I had a lot of debt, but it's, it's nothing, nothing in comparison to what I'm seeing, you know, the new doctors starting at my practices, what they're saddled with coming out. So, um, you know, try and make the best choices you can, as far as like, if you can go in state, keep your costs down, that type of thing. It's really, really challenging work for sure, but it's also really, really rewarding work. And, um, you know, again, that's kind of my focus with social media is to be a positive voice out there. I, I do believe this is a great industry for people. I do believe there's still, I think you can be happy working in veterinary medicine. I think you can make a good living working in veterinary medicine. It's possible. I promise you can. Is it easy? No. I mean, it's really stressful, right? And you know, you're dealing with people who are in really emotional situations and, you know, you got to make hard um, calls. You got to have really tough decisions, um, really tough conversations with people. And, and it's not easy, but at the end of the day, I feel really good about what we do. And I feel really good about what my staff does every day. So, you know, I, I sleep well at night, just knowing that. You're kind of a big deal. Like us as the vet industry, kind of a big deal. I don't know about that, but thank you. <laughs> oh, no, thank you. This this has been so much fun. So do you have any fun cat stories or, 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 or animal in general stories you would like to end on? I know there's so many. That's kind of a broad question. There's so many. This was probably like a month into the curbside thing that, you know, where everything was shut down. Uh, a little dog came in and the um, presenting complaint was that it was possessed by demons. So that was a first for me. 
That's literally what they scheduled the appointment for. And they were serious. Yeah. And she had consulted with a few priests already. And she was working on getting like an exorcism and a cleansing done of her apartment. But um, I guess during COVID, they weren't doing exorcisms or something. I'm not sure. But she described to us what the dog was doing. And I think he just had the zoomies. I don't know. He was just like running around, you know, so. I have to know what kind of dog it was. <laughs> it was like a little terrier. What What did you tell her? I think I gave her like a low dose of trazodone to give the dog when he was having an episode to just kind of take the edge off. What else can you do? I was like, I got nothing. <laughs> I can only imagine writing that in the in the appointment notes, scheduling the appointment. <laughs> I think I would put in quotes, pet is possessed by Satan per owner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we write all this down because it's really entertaining to share. So that was kind of a weird one. Kind of a pretty cool thing that's going on right now in my life. I don't know if you've, if you've seen any. I've posted some things about this, but... There is a, this just shows you like the power of social media for, for something positive. There's this special needs cat in Dubai. So this rescue group shared this video with me and they're like, and I think my wife just happened to be sitting close and I was like, oh, look at this cat. And she's like, we'll take it. They're like, we can't, they can't find foster homes for special needs cats, especially over there. Oh, sure. That's kind of at the bottom of the the list probably. Yeah, it's crazy. So yeah, they, they have really bad conditions, but they've kind of rehabbed this cat. Um, he's had one of his legs or she has had one of her legs amputated. She's still very weak in the back end, but she can get around now. And they're working on flying this kitten from Dubai to me. So, oh, so you got to do international health certificate, all that good stuff. Yeah, they will on their end, not me, thank goodness. That's a big deal for, for our listeners. Shipping an animal from one country to another is a huge deal. They're going to probably have to quarantine it and everything too, huh? I'm not sure coming from Dubai if there's a quarantine period. I don't think there's a quarantine period as long as they, it, it's different in every country. But yeah, you're right. Like if I see that my next room is like an international health certificate, I get so much anxiety because, you know, it's going to be like two hours and I'll keep posting updates. They're having some trouble with, you know, getting people to fly with the cat and stuff right now, but that's pretty neat. All the people rallying around this little this little kitten. It's a cute little kitten too. It's a little orange and white tabby. Well, she's got spots. She's real pretty. She's very cute. So so Dr. Matt's got a new kitten on the way, everybody. Congratulations. On the way. We're supposed to be fostering it, not keeping it. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Fostering's a gateway drug to having a lot of cats, you know. <laughs> Before we go, I did want to get your opinion on this. So there's that crazy cat lady theory about toxoplasmosis making us want to have a whole bunch of cats. Do you think there's anything to that? Oh, I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, they're saying toxoplasmosis, something about that itself is what the crazy cat lady virus, I guess. I don't know, but it makes you want to have a whole lot of cats. And I'm like, well, you know, I... I'm happily suffering from this, if that's the case. I had not heard that. That's new to me. Yeah, it's supposed to be like OCD-like symptoms, and one of those things is hoarding cats. I was like, you know, I mean, there are worse things. <laughs> some people do drugs. Some people commit crimes. Some people hoard cats. You know, it just happens. As long as you take care of your cats. As long as you're taking care of all the cats, I don't see a problem. <laughs> We'll be right back with more Pet Candy. Hi, this is Shannon Gregoire, host of Simply Pets here on Pet Candy Radio. 
and I want to tell you about a cool new app called Petsy. You can use it to talk or video chat with a credentialed veterinary professional instantly. Petsy is there for you 24 hours a day, seven days a week. For just $20 a consultation, you can get a peace of mind when it comes to your pet's health. Download it for free today in the App Store. You'll be glad you did. Dr. Matt, thank you so much. This has been so much fun. And we'll link it in the description. But if our followers or if our listeners or what are you? Are you followers? If you're following me, thank you. Oh my God, I love you. But um, if our listeners want to get in touch with you, watch you on social media, where can they do that? So on Instagram and TikTok, my name is the same. It's just Dr. Period Matt McGlasson. And that's just DR. It's not spelled out or anything. DR period Matt McGlasson. Just Search that and you will surely find me. Look for all the kittens making biscuits. Yes, especially RuPaul. She's the best. The bees and queens, the queen is RuPaul. Thank you so much. Well, this has been a fantastic show. That's going to do it for us today. If you enjoyed the show, hit that subscribe button. See you all next week. And until then, remember the best pet is the one you have at home. Pet Candy, it's Pet Candy Radio.